The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, new Department of Education advice will advise against the use of aerobic fitness tests in schools. In other words, they want to ban the bleep test. In particular, the move is aimed at trying to ensure that pupils with lower fitness levels aren't discouraged. Professor Niall Moyna joins me now from DCU's School of Health and Human Performance. Niall, is this the right call? Uh, not 100% sure. I don't think they've outright banned it, to be fair. They're, they're clearly suggesting that maybe, it, and we're talking now specifically about secondary schools, they're indicating that only those who are taking PE in the Leaving Cert and as part of that curriculum should do the test, and they're not recommending it uh, for other students, which is a pity because I, I think their primary rationale is that it demotivates uh, kids. And, you know, I would think that there's lots of reasons why kids are demotivated from engaging in physical activity uh, and sport and exercise. And uh, I think the bleep test would be top of the list. So I, I'm a little bit disappointed. The test itself, it, it measures your cardiovascular fitness. Mm. And that score is probably the best indicator of both your current and your risk for future health problems. So it's a fantastic test. It's done in 15 minutes. What the department is recommending instead that we should monitor their physical activity level. Now, that requires putting an accelerometer or a pedometer on a student for a week and assessing the data, which could take two weeks. And we know without even doing that, the most recent research indicated that 12, only 12% 12 of Irish kids between the ages of 10 and 18 meet the minimum physical, physical activity guidelines. That means they, do, they, they get at least 60 minutes a day of moderate to vigorous intensity. So look, we have a huge problem. Mm. If, you, if you have a low fitness problem, the likelihood is you're at risk for a host of chronic disease. And our own research clearly indicates that if you're a kid in secondary school and you rank in the bottom 20% in your class, the likelihood is that you're either overweight or obese, you have high blood pressure, you're insulin resistant, and your, your, your blood vessels have already aged. So that's why I think it's extremely important. If I was a parent, I would want to know yeah. that risk so I could intervene at a much earlier age. I, I, I suspect lots of people in the Department of Health and lots of teachers and PE teachers as well would, would agree with what you're saying. The concern maybe they have, though, is that you know, there are students who are just not well inclined to sport. And yeah, OK, they might not score that well. They got poor cardiovascular health. It's important to know that, but is there a way that we can learn it without maybe embarrassing them in front of their peers because they kind of have to keel over about three minutes into the bleep test? Yeah, and I think that is a great point. But how different is that to mathematics, geography, or history? You don't do well and you're given, you fail and you fail, you fail. You know, why is it so, so something so unique about doing poorly in a fitness test? Mm. But let me be very clear. We're not looking to assess fitness level of sports. We're not looking for kids to have the fitness level of sports people who play sport. We're looking for a minimum fitness level that allows them to perform activities of daily living and reduces their risk for disease. And that means being able to increase their metabolism tenfold. That's it compared to what they are at rest. Even if we set that as a target, because we know from research that if you achieve that, a boy or a girl, you have a dramatically lowered risk for developing chronic diseases. So even setting realistic targets. And also, we're doing these kids a favour. If we don't identify kids at risk, basically, they're going down the pathway overweight, yeah. cardiovascular disease, risks of certain types of cancer, hypertension, you name it. And that's the problem. We're just yeah. taking the hand down I, the I, I, and I, no, I get, And I get the comparison with, with maths, but I, I'm not sure is it a fair one because 
I mean, your 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 failure is given physical form in the bleep test. You know, your red face and you're panting and you're sweaty and I, I, it feeds into as well kind of I- image issues that you might have as well, body image issues in front of the class. Can you see it's a, a little different than that, kind of being handed very, a piece of paper with a D on it in Irish yeah, and yeah, that, that happened to me plenty of times. Com, particularly if you're in class. But there are a million ways of doing the bleep test. Yeah. You know, we have highly educated physical education teachers, and I'm sure they can take the bottom, the kids who, who are in the bottom 5% and do them on their own because they're all probably going to get to the same level. They don't have to be done with the rest of the class. But not to do it is a bigger failure for these kids long term. And you're so right. That hopefully in the future we'll be able to use, you know, a lot of, uh, of virtual reality type things to be able to make it a lot more fun. We're not there yet, but we're getting there. But at the same time, I think we have a responsibility. There's no point in saying to a kid when they're 30 and the diabetes and cardiovascular disease, you know, I wish I had told you and changed the life when you were 12 or 13. I think we have to do it. We have to do it mm. in a very meaningful way. We have to be very careful about where we do it, how the results are relayed to the individual. That is all. We take that for granted. But these are professional teachers who should be able to do that. And in terms of those facts and figures you cite, uh, Niall, um, uh, about the the physical health of the nation, particularly younger people. I mean, you, you've been talking about this for some time, and and in fairness, people have been listening to a degree for some time. It's several years ago there was mentions of kind of a, a national obesity crisis. Is there evidence though that authorities are taking this problem sufficiently seriously? In your view, well, they're taking they're taking the wrong view, in my opinion. Their view now is that because more and more people are presenting to emergency. Uh, uh, units in hospitals with issues related to chronic diseases and not acute conditions, that they're now moving the acute care, the, the, the care of chronic diseases, out into the community. So they know that more and more people are going to get chronic diseases, so let's treat it now in the community. Let's move all the consultants out to the community. We have to be a lot more proactive. We have to stop people getting these. We currently spend around 80% of our healthcare budget treating diseases that are preventable or certainly could be delayed by decades. And if we don't take it seriously, all we're going to be doing is spending more billions. So I, I, I don't think, because the problem with this, it takes a long-term solution. No government will get rewarded, will get thanked for starting something now that will reap rewards in 30 years. It's for instant gratification when it comes to politics. And we all share in that. We all share in that responsibility. And who, are the, who, who is the target market, target audience, target group, however you want to describe them, when it comes to that long-term solution, I, I, I'm putting solutions into. I mean, is it kids at primary school? Is it secondary school? Where and with whom do you start? Well, most people develop their health behaviours when they're young. They copy their parents, school. And by the time you're 18, whether you're going to smoke, be a drinker, have other poor health behaviours, we adopt them before the age of 18. So that is the time to really get in there. Because we have a cottage industry in this country that's trying to change a behaviour. So if someone gets overweight or becomes inactive or some other issue, they smoke, we then have these behavioural change programmes to try and change their behaviour. That is an extremely difficult thing to do. Maybe the healthy choice should be the right option in the first place rather than having it retrofitted later in life. All right. Well, listen, uh, Niall, it's always interesting to talk to you and thanks a million for taking the time. Professor Niall Moyna from DCU's School of Health and Human Performance. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.